0: Blog Talk Radio. Thank you.
1: And better love, you are listening to the Truth to Power show. And I'm Beverly, and we have with us every Thursday Eddie Rodriguez. And tonight uh, we are celebrating Black History uh, Month. And with, oh, excuse me, this is live, y'all. Black legends, Latin jazz, and salsa artists, um, Mongo Santa Maria. And we also have. Carlos, Mr. Carlos of the uh, Young Lords uh, from uh, New York here with us also. So let me bring Eddie Rodriguez up. Uh, Thank you for joining us tonight, Eddie.
2: Well, thank you very much, Beverly. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be on your show, Truth to Power. You know, you've been doing this for a long time, and your show is about spirituality and I just, I think, uh, and politics, and I think that Mongol Santa Maria, the late, great Mongol Santa Maria, does add uh, spiritual uh, essence to the evening, <laughs> or to the night. <laughs> yes. The broadcast. yes. Honoring, honoring Black History Month, I mean, with the music of Black artists and musicians in the Latin music industry that Unfortunately, during that time, things were not as uh, as they are now, as fair as uh, as they are now in terms of uh, dealing with artistic uh, talent. You know, those days, they used to sign artists and they used to sign their publishing deals and they used to keep the publishing for the company, you know, of the artist, the artist's talent, you know, something that, that generates royalty, something that is, you know, benefit your family after you're gone, you know, because it becomes part of the artist's estate. And, you know, um, a lot of those artists that, you know, were in that that Latin music industry at 40s and 50s and even 60s um, did not have um, the uh, guidance, attorneys especially, to uh, lead them in the right direction. A lot of them were, were, were performed all over the world, were loved all over the world, but, tro- you know, died penniless. It's a shame. I and mean, we can talk about it now. And, you know, your show deals with racism and injustice. And so here's a, a clear example of a talent that uh, when he was traveling in the South, you know, going through the South, he didn't, he didn't perform in the South they used to travel in the South uh, with Cal Jader was one of the groups and Cal was white. He was, he was Swedish. But when they reached Mississippi or had to go through whatever, Virginia, you know, any of those Southern States, um, well, they had to go to the colored section uh, to eat. Cal had to go to the white section, you were white. You couldn't eat with the colors, you know. And so it was, it was the same thing that happened to black musicians. So uh, it, it's a, it's an honor to be with you tonight to talk about these things and uh, and feature tonight uh, and remember the talent of uh, the great late percussionist, band leader, composer, uh, Mongo Santamaría.
1: And you know, I remember hearing some of his music too, but I never knew who he was. Well,
2: that's, and I that's, never that's knew this, that he was of yeah. color either. Uh, well, you know, him, you know what made him big, you know, in the, in, it was this the the composition by uh, Herbie Hancock called Watermelon Man. Uh, he yeah. took Watermelon Man and gave it a Latin, a Latin tinge. You know, and uh it became it became a hit you know uh, and so you know people are you know don't know the person behind the music, but uh it's a lot of it is inspiration you you heard you know do a solo on, on this last um, uh, composition it was called mambo Mongo um we started off with Sofrito you know these are his compositions. And if you listen closely, he never repeated a, uh, you know, what he did previously throughout the solo. You know, it was something different. It was an inspiration. You know, he knew where to hit the his hand to what spot on the drums he was going to hit to get a certain tone, to get a certain, you know, it's, uh, and, and not repeat, you know, the, the solo, not do the same thing all the time for, you know, but you can tell. And that's all, you, know, that's all, you know, that's how you think, well, that, is that all they, they're going to get on those? But when they're, they're skilled and they're talented, like a mongol, even Tito Puente on Timbales, they knew exactly where to hit that stick or their hands on that skin to get that rich um, tone and sound that um, was inspired at the moment. And so that, that's kind of special. And I'm so glad to be to- here tonight with Carlos Calito, mm-hmm. Calito uh, Rovera on the line with us.
1: Uh, he's not on line with us yet. Uh, I'll put him on the on with us after the next song. Can you hear me? Yeah, hello. Um, I'm
2: here. Hello. Can you hello. hear me? I can hear you now. You know, it's, as everyone knows, this lo- this show is live and unscripted. <laughs> so, right, uh, and I
1: might have to change the, my
2: headphones. Am I'm I going in and video? out? No, you're coming to me clear. Oh, okay, okay. Right. How about me? Am I good? I can hear you good. Yeah, yeah. How about Eric? Is Eric with us tonight?
1: Uh hey, I don't see his uh I don't see him on the switchboard.
2: I know he's listening. So
1: uh, yeah. uh he can call uh,
2: in. The, you know, he 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 wanted to do, you know a you know, a co host situation and be part of our conversation with Carlos. Mm-hmm. Uh so so maybe he'll he'll be on uh later on. But definitely, you know, this is something for us to honor black artists, you know, uh and musicians in the Latin music world, you know, people like Tucho Valdez, who you got you had a chance, an opportunity to see him perform at the Detroit Jazz Festival, the pianist, the great Cuban pianist, jazz pianist, yeah. you know, remarkable. You know, he's just he's so talented. And he was part of the first Cuban, well, he was the leader and the creator of the first Cuban band after the revolution, to win a Grammy. The group was called Iraquere. And uh, that was a big deal. And you know something is interesting because that music or that sound or that style was so unique that some groups picked it up here in the States, in Puerto Rico, New York, you know, they gravitated toward that style, you know, but it wasn't um, commercialized, that sound. In other words, um, the owners of the radio Stations and networks. At that time, there weren't any Spanish radio networks. There were independent radio stations around the country, in New York in particular. I'm talking about. They were from Cuba. They were Cuban Americans, or they became Cuban Americans. They were in radio in Cuba, and they came to the U.S. and say, "Hey, this is a Spanish radio thing," and they, they use skills and their talent that, you know to 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 uh, to hire you know DJs and to hire the the technical people to be able to have those antennas and get the licenses from the SEC and, 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 and an operator radio station start selling ads and smarts to 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 advertise it. And um, it, it's funny because they controlled what happened on the air. And they did not like anything up until today that comes from Cuba. It doesn't matter if it's culturally, uh, you know, from a cultural standpoint. some. Yeah, uh, exactly. So there's been a sound in Cuba that, that was started, you know, right after it the, you know, the sound was it was created. It was called uh, Songo. Today it's called Timba, and now it's called Cuban Salsa. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, because they picked up the word Salsa, they call it Cuban Salsa. But definitely, we have some more music. You know, greatest. Unbelievable human being. He would have uh, he would have been a hundred. Well, no, he would have been one hundred and one in April. You know, so okay. well, he was born nineteen twenty two, and uh, so he turned a hundred last April, and this would have been his one hundred first birthday. Uh, gentle, wonderful, humble human being. I got to meet him a few times. You know, very easy. But he had people around him that he trusted that, you know, took care of him, you know, and that's all he wanted, you know, uh, you know to make money, he wasn't fame and fortune, you know, he wanted to be taken care of and, you know, be paid for what he does, and um, I knew a gentleman uh, by the name of Jack Horowitz, also known as Jack Hook, who came from the days of rock and roll, uh, the rock and roll bus tours with Dick, with Dick Clark, you know, and he ended yeah. up managing more he ended up managing Mongo Santa Maria, okay. and as as that as part of that deal, he owned all the compositions that uh, were were you know the works of Mongo Santa Maria. Uh, and I don't know what happened to 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 any of that. Jack passed away. I, I got to know Jack and work with him, so but I didn't know that. So you know that family, whatever was signed by Jack. His family, Jack's family is still collecting royalties <laughs> well, from those, um, among the Santa Maria compositions, and I don't know whatever splits there are with the estate. I don't even know if there's an estate, you know. But definitely, mm-hmm. this is one of the things that happen in the music industry that uh, is something to acknowledge and know that uh, a lot of these talented, talented human beings are not treated fairly, and um, it's it's a shame and. Uh, it's still happening today, but not as, not as bad as it was happening that day. But let's listen to the music of uh, Mongo Santa Maria. We'll get back and re- read a little bit about his bio. And, um, and then hopefully we'll have uh, uh, Carlito Rivera back to talk okay. about the influence of leaders in the Civil Rights Movement like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and, and how the Young Lords became a Influenced by what the Black Panthers were doing for the African American community at that time, then what they did was the young lawyers started doing this, you know, work to organize and protest about the treatment of Puerto Ricans in, in, in New York, in particular. And so, you know, it was a topic we spoke about, and um, hopefully he'll be on the air. Uh, I know last time he had some trouble with with his phone, <laughs> and he dropped out of the conversation. On.
0: So you know, can I?
2: Yeah, we'll we'll try to do it. I'll I'll go ahead and try to contact him now. However, Black History Month, our first Black History Month celebration on Truth to Power with Beverly D on Block Talk Radio. Wow, you know we've done Hispanic Heritage Month twice. Now we're doing our first Black History Month uh, celebration, focusing on the talents and the contributions of Black artists and musicians in the Latin music industry, Cuban-Americans, Puerto Rican-Americans, um, yeah, you know, people that were part of uh, a culture, you know, uh, Afro-Puerto Rican, Afro-Cuban. So uh, without any further ado, let's uh, is okay. some more. Bongo Santa Maria. All right, here we go.
1: We're uh, we are listening to the music of Mongo Santa Maria with Eddie Rodriguez and we have a special guest, Mr. Carlos Rovira uh from The Young Lord. Eddie, are
2: you there? Yes I am, Beverly uh better love and <clears throat> wonderful uh two uh, Latin jazz you know, compositions one was a cover, you know, a uh, smooth operator. Uh and uh you know, you can tell with the you know the, the the influence of uh of the the music of the time, you know, to take a cover and create something with a latin tinge to it, you know, and be inspired by it to to record it and and have it, you know, documented forever. Uh, is, is quite a statement about a person of talent uh such as Mongo Santa Maria. And, um, that big band, uh, you know, comp arrangement, we just heard once again, he, that was, in. he was, he was a, a band leader during that time when he was doing some of these recordings, but he was a sideman for many years and played with everybody from Perez Prado to, you know, with Tito Puente and, uh, later went on to be in, in a group with, uh, um, great vibraphonist Cal Jada and um, went on to do things with Dizzy Gillespie and and other jazz uh, artists, you know, during his time as a sideman. And he had a career as a band leader. He had his band that used to tour. And I think he felt more comfortable, though, (laughs) being a sideman, because I I always knew him as a sideman, you know, as a a guest artist. Um, When I, uh, you know, during the years that I and you know, I was around him, uh, really around him, working with him, but knowing the, and following his music. And Latin jazz seemed to touch a special place in his heart because that's probably one of the pioneers of Latin jazz music, you know, as was uh, Tito Puente. Tito Puente really took it worldwide, you know, in 79 with Tito Puente Latin Jazz Ensemble. But Mongo Santa Maria was always there creating things like this, and I used to buy his albums, you know, when I was uh, when I was going to college and and learning more about my music because I was into American music before that. I was into, you know, people like the Ohio Players or Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. <clears throat> or, uh, okay. you know, that uh, commercial music uh, that, that was out at the time, uh, Temptations and et cetera. So, you know, this music was pleasing to my ear. I felt it and I liked it. And I I followed, you know, I bought the albums. I became a consumer and I got to meet him personally. And, um, you know, I could tell you that he had a a great spirit, you know, he had a, he had just a wonderful soul. And uh, so I'm I'm very happy to feature his music tonight. And I hope uh, the audience enjoys it. They can find all this music on YouTube. Um, mongo santa maria m-o-n-g-o-s-a-n-t-a maria m-a-r-i-a mongo santa maria on youtube and um, he is um there's a lot more music of his that we that's available that we cannot play tonight so we hope you like that what we've been able to feature and i'm looking forward to talking to, to carlos about the black Cuban or the black Puerto Rican experience during that time in New York City, in particular, uh, when he was a member of the Young Lords and how how the Black Panthers and how leaders like uh, civil rights leaders like uh, Martin Luther King and and Malcolm X uh, influenced him and the members of the Young Lords uh, to organize in New York City and recruit <clears throat> recruit uh, you know members to to be able to protest the horrible conditions in the neighborhoods of New York City that were populated by Latinos, in particular Puerto Ricans, and also in the black neighborhoods. So without any further ado, Carlos, are you on?
3: You can call me Carlito. That's my name. That's my nickname, and that's what I'm known as. (laughs) Okay,
2: (laughs) welcome to Truth to Power, Carlito. You're an encyclopedia. About New York City, I love the conversation of you know we had about Arturo Schomburg and the Schomburg influence. Uh, Blackboard, another Black Puerto Rican, uh, uh, an intellect, a historian, <clears throat> and uh, uh, incredible human being. Uh, once again, not recognized by the masses, but he had a lot of uh, he had a, influ- a lot of influence on, on on some of us that knew about him. So welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah, you.
1: Welcome.
3: Thank you, Beverly. Uh uh, you know, we have to put uh Latin jazz in in this uh in this rightful context. Uh because Latin jazz uh is something that was developing at the same time. Uh that uh African American jazz was being scrutinized by the FBI. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that uh that the jazz uh was uh, under scrutiny by J Edgar Hoover and the FBI uh and and the reasons were, were quite obvious they you know uh african american jazz was influencing the world it, it 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 reached the outer limits of the world um and and so it uh it had its impact it had its impact on uh on the caribbean and particularly cuba and latin jazz was not something that that was welcomed uh by the batista government because cuba was just as much uh racially segregated as the uh as the united states was and um and so Latin jazz was deemed to be something that was, you know, was outside of respectability. That it wasn't, it wasn't really, uh, you know, pure. It wasn't proper. It wasn't white. <laughs> okay, and 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 um, you know, the 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 reasons for that was because you know the obvious, you know, it was uh, the Afro-Cubans who uh, who developed, uh, uh, you know, Latin jazz uh but that was further uh enhanced by the late 1800s uh when there was a large cuban migration along with Puerto Ricans, uh to new york city uh and places like in florida uh in uh, along the key west you know cuz uh, there was uh, the the large migration of cubans that came here uh were tobacco workers and along with the Puerto Ricans, they were tobacco workers. They would r- roll cigars, uh, you know, because tobacco in that time was king. Um, and what they brought with them was the, the, the sounds uh, from from the Caribbean. Uh, but that was enhanced. Latin jazz uh, really, really took, uh, you know, it, it really skyrocketed by the late eight. 1930s uh when um when uh, African American I I am sorry by the 1920s uh because the Harlem Renaissance was taking place and okay. and uh African American musicians were denied they were deprived uh of the use of the drums okay and uh it wasn't until people like, uh, you know, the, the, the dynasty of the Harlem Renaissance, which uh, Arturo Schaumburg was part of. Uh, and he told many of the musicians of that period uh, that were participating in the Harlem Renaissance that you have to reclaim the drums. Because the drums were something, you know, that was denied. It was, it was taken away from, from African-Americans, you know, uh, slavery in the United States was the most brutal. And one of the manifestations of that brutality was uh, denying them the use of, of the drum. It wasn't until after the 1920s that you started seeing uh, uh, black musicians in the United States uh, become reacquainted with the drums. Um, and it was thanks to cuban and puerto rican musicians and okay. so what happened as a result was that uh that that the music of uh, african americans which was jazz and the music of the the the, the cubans and puerto ricans it, they they impacted each other and and uh there was an explosion in in the sound uh in which uh in which latin jazz uh was surrounded around uh jazz musicians and vice versa you know so latinos and and, and african americans did they, they did not only impact each other politically they impacted each other culturally in the realm of music you know, and, and uh you know, when when putting uh Latin jazz in, in the proper context, uh, you know, you could say that uh they were they were you know, both came from the same mother but were at a different hour. You know? Right. Um but but uh but it was it was due to the experiences of black oppression in in uh in different localities, you know. Uh, jazz is is very much rooted into the acoustics of Africa.
1: The drum, yeah, and I heard too that they even made the drums illegal. It was illegal to even play the drums at one hey, point here. You
3: got your hands cut off mm. if you were caught. Uh, if you were caught, you know, because a lot of the a, a lot of the uh, slaves that they they were kidnapped. Uh they were master drum makers, okay they knew their stuff. they knew how to make drums and it's like an artist you know an artist is gonna paint he doesn't have to paint he's gonna find a way to paint mm-hmm. uh and and uh these drum makers, if they were caught making drums they were they were killed. And even
1: the the native americans uh they used the drums too to to communicate yes uh you know
3: drums uh were were used throughout the in the entire world, but it's important to note that the first drums the first drums came with africa came from Africa now when humanity left the continent of Africa and started migrating into Asia. Into Europe and along the the, the Bering Straits between Russia and Alaska, they brought with them the know-how of the drums and the drum developed differently uh, uh, you know depending upon the region in the world. it developed this differently it was used differently, but nevertheless, it was uh something that was carried over uh during the uh, the evolution i should say it developed parallel to the evolution of humanity yeah
1: and and they called the drum the heartbeat you know oh yes that, yeah oh yes very powerful
3: and you know it's, it it was a means of communication uh as you mentioned and it is the reason why um You know, the uh, European slavers were very much afraid of of the drum for that reason. They did not want uh, uh, slaves to communicate with slaves.
1: Yeah, uh, because I know uh, I, I heard music of the big band era back in, the like you say, during that time there too. So, yeah. Now tell us about how did you get started? with the Young Lords organization, and what was the age group limits uh, of the group?
3: Well, the average age of the Young Lords was 17 years old.
1: Okay, Uh, teenagers.
3: Yes, and, um, you know, while, you know, the development of uh, music was taking place, uh, the, uh, you know, it was a development that was occurring in all realms uh, of that community, uh but what's important to know is that that development uh was occurring and manifesting in different forms in different shapes uh it, it was developing in the realm of literature in the, in the realm of uh, music uh in, in the realm of politics, and the young lords uh were were part of that entire motion of the uh, of people of color uh, here in the United States. When I was 14 years old, um, due to the uh, circumstances of oppression, uh, I was attracted to joining the Young Lords, and uh, I was 14 years old at the time.
1: Oh, so what? What? Did, what was the mission? You know, how did they get? Did y'all get started? Was it the liberation of our? Of-
3: the liberation of our people that was the mission
1: okay and it just caught on it's just a couple of yes, people it, came it, it, together it
3: caught on it, co- it caught it and uh and uh you know it 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 uh it influenced music just like music influenced us
2: i mean uh there's a great segue That's a great segue to some more music because uh, the next topic we want to talk about is how, how, like you mentioned, uh, some of these, um, the federal federal government uh, was uh, infiltrating a lot of these uh, organizations. And, uh, you know, the Black Panthers and and the Young Lords and, uh, you know, were were part of a, a consorted effort by the FBI to demolish the movement and quiet everybody uh and you know it, it was a sad situation you know when you look at it now we know so much now you know the young lords were just practicing their first amendment rights a lot of times you know um and so you know this is uh this was, and, and, and they were you know obviously tried to you know the 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 goal was to squash that movement and, and just like the, the uh, black panther so but uh, the music, the music, the jazz that we're talking about—you know, even artists like that were not black, you know, but like Chick Corea, you know—they um, they, were—they were gravitated toward people like Momo Santa Santamaria, you know, because of the—the the feeling, you know, of what the—the—the of the, of the execution of the talent of of the beat and the—you know. Uh, uh, Something that you know, people realize. You know, I I can't, I can never do something like that. You know, uh, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's yeah, that's very special, and talent. Spirituality. Talent. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, the spirituality is what is the common denominator. It's the common denominator in music, in in uh, literature, and in politics.
1: So it seems like that the same thing that was going on uh, in the black community was going on in the Latino community. And so you had uh, the alphabets, as I call them. They was in making sure that, um, you know, everyone was staying in their place, which was a depressed state.
2: That is correct.
3: That is correct. The, you know the the uh and it's the reason why uh latin jazz and and jazz musicians uh were kept under surveillance uh because they um you know they had the the ear and and the hearts and the minds of the of the population and that alone posed a threat you know uh and it's the reason why uh you know jazz like hip-hop was in the 90s they were demonized they were scrutinized mm-hmm. uh and and um you know they they felt threatened they felt threatened by uh by the development of latin jazz and jazz you know uh uh because it was coming from black <laughs> mm-hmm. okay and black was enjoying it black was buying it black was listening to it okay and 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 uh you know what if? What if insurrection was sparked by the lyrics and the and and the mood of the music? Yeah, and that's and that's what J. Edgar Hoover was most most critical of.
1: And 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 isn't that uh, ironic? And find out that he was uh, mixed himself. He was black too.
3: Of course, but he yeah. but he was. Uh, you know, it's like these five—it's like these five cops. Yeah. That beat up. It doesn't matter what color they are. They are serving the
1: mentality.
3: Well, they—they're serving the uh, the the system of white supremacy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he could have been fully black. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything because he is—he, you know—he—he he was the caretaker
1: of 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 the ship. And and that just show you how powerful music is. You know, music is very, very powerful.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why in Puerto Rico, uh, you know, Bomba musicians, Bomba musicians were, were uh were told that they could not play bomba. Okay, bomba was made illegal. Why? Because bomba music, the the original Folkloric music of the Puerto Ricans, bomba music was a call for for the slaves to rebel,
1: mm.
3: and 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 since that was the
1: case, they banned it. Now, did that have to do with uh, drums? The that, that that music.
3: Bomba, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Yes, bomba music has everything to do with drums and uh, and dance. And and, and both uh, the yeah in uh, you know Eddie Eddie you should talk about this too because you're Puerto Rican uh, um, you know bomba music is like something that's very spiritual very spiritual but its
2: origins absolutely. are in Africa mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and and not only that but you you have that dance the bomba that people you know women and men. You know the drum. It actually, it's an exchange between the dancer and the drummer. It's a, it's exactly. quite a, you know, authentic uh, use of bomba. That's that's what I I learned and what I saw. And it's it's really powerful. It is. You feel it. You do feel it. And but you know, I think that we have uh, a, a, an opportunity now to to talk about these things that we we didn't have that opportunity before. And you know to play the music of some of these great artists that would probably not be heard unless they were on a, on a show like like Beverly's Proof to Power, so that we can share you know this music with her listeners. Um, from what I understand, Beverly, there's more people listening to you uh, this week than there were last week, and the uh, Thursdays keep growing and growing. So congratulations yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, but Without what any I further ado.
0: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Without any further ado, uh, let's uh, let's hear some more Mongol Santa Maria. Okay, that and sounds I... nice. <laughs>
1: His talent uh, with the Bongos,
2: uh, when those last two uh, songs, music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That last uh, composition was called Chinatown, and that was Tito Puente, Marimba. marimba. Uh, Patato Valdez, another black, uh, you know, uh, uh, Cuban uh, percussionist. Uh. Uh, the story with Patato Valdez that I heard was that he was the one that came from Cuba. After, you know, playing drums in Cuba and coming to the U.S., you know, the drums used to be held together, the skin over wood with tacks, you know, there were tacks and, and you would tune the the, the skin to get the, the, the right tone out of it with fire, you know, the, by heating it up on, from underneath the conga, the, the you know, with, you know, it's a hollow um you know drum you know so and they used to put uh, like a uh, uh i w- want to say a can of uh a can of uh a, a coffee can in you know, a Maxwell house or something like that and they would they would put they would you know put wood in it and they would put paper in it and, and they would heat you know that the drum they would heat it and they would know when it was Right by by hitting the drum again, and they said, okay, it's right, you know. So then, they you know, but Tato came along, and I did not know how it was brilliant. He said, hello, you know, why don't we just put a a uh, over the drum, you know, why don't we put a a rim around it, and and that holds the drum, the skin down on the wood, and we'll have to hold it there we'll have some uh screws that we can tighten or loosen loosen when we're not playing and tighten them you know don't have to burn anymore you can tighten the skin up which is a new drum and uh um the gentleman that ended up uh getting the rights for that uh was a gentleman by the call you know that had a a uh a company called latin Latin percussion, and there was Martin, or his name is, is Martin Cohen. And so Martin Cohen, uh, you know, from what I understood and what I knew of, about that, owned that patent. Uh, but uh, Patato, apparently, you know, from what I understood, you know, was getting certain royalties. You know, from from the shell and that 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 is a drum. You cannot buy a conga drum today. I mean, and this, has been going, this has been going on for decades. You cannot buy a conga drum without that. That's the conga drum. That's the way it is today. Am I right, Galito? Mm-hmm. Well, it,
3: it 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 goes further back. Uh, uh, I would say that uh, people have been, uh, you know. Th- doing this uh these using these techniques in drum making for thousands of years. What Latin percussion did was they uh, they had the sophistication of uh you know the power of manufacturing. Uh they had the tools, the machinery to, to uh to perfect uh something that was already in the works for millenniums uh, in Africa. Uh, and and um you know keep in mind that people relied on the drum they relied on the drum not for, not to produce music and entertainment they relied on the drum for their survival uh you know it it was uh it was a way for for people to uh to conduct commerce and trade uh you know in order to have commerce and trade you got to communicate and and uh, and and so the drum played a, a pivotal role in 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 the infrastructure of trading between tribe and to tribe, you know. And and uh, and so they they were compelled to to perfect uh, the um, the acoustics, uh, you know, the techniques, the the patato used, you know, because what uh what the Cubans in Africa, I'm sorry, what the Cubans in Cuba the black Cubans that perfected the uh, the sound of the drums they inherited that from from their ancestors that were forced to come to Cuba uh to to be as as uh, indentured slaves you know so you know the drum the that that uh that we enjoy so much today the the sound that we enjoy uh uh like those three tunes that you just finished playing uh beverly. Mm-hmm. That that is the culmination, the culmination of a process that has uh, been going on for thousands of years. Okay.
1: Yeah, you can really hear it, those uh, in those tunes. You can really see the, you can hear the talent.
2: Um, yes. He was hitting those those drums yeah yeah absolutely right i like, mm-hmm. i like to call it mastery uh random talent because these uh, when we heard Mongo santa maria we heard a uh, puerto rican a uh, black puerto rican by the name of jose mangual junior on Mongos. um and then we heard the great um, um patato valdez uh it uh, you know um it's talent, like I said, you know, people would would not be exposed to information like this, like what Carlito is providing for us tonight, and his his knowledge and experience, or or uh, or the music that that we're able to curate, you know, for this show. You know, it's this is not it's not a DJ show. What we try to do is really find the essence of what it is. These artists, you know, at one point, you know. Uh, the the the, uh, one, the particular song that the uh, tune with uh, with um, Patato Valdez and Jose Manuel Jr. You know there was no other instruments going on. You know I mean it was just them. You know it was like just drums and a, a, a guiro and, and a cowbell. You know and there was yeah that was uh that was as much you know down to earth as you can get. And they were making music out of it. Guess what? That music was danceable. <laughs> to mm-hmm. us we knew how to groove to that music it reminded me of central park you know the circle on the in central park and 59th what was it uh i don't know you know 72nd street or, it you was, know it was, around uh, 59th street 50... oh you mean inside of the park <laughs> inside of the park yeah inside it, of the park where you yeah the inside fountain, of the park
3: the yeah The Fountain, that was on on set in the 70s, 73rd Street, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Exactly. You know, you're absolutely right. But you would go there on a Sunday, and what we just heard a little while ago, that's what you would hear in the air, and everybody moving, everybody grooving, everybody not, no fighting, no nothing, just the music, you know, it was really incredible. And so we got a little taste of that, and I hope um, I hope everybody was able to feel it. And uh, and Khalifa, yeah. tell us a little bit more about tell us a little bit more about you know the Black Panthers and how they influenced the uh, the creation or the formation of the New York City uh, Young Lords Organization and with headquarters and and recruiting and what's one of your biggest you know we recall is one of your biggest. Uh, uh, triumphs in, in your struggle and your fight against a certain issue that was uh, obviously racist in its nature. Um that you were able to as, you know, a member of the Young Lords, um I know you had um you well sit ins and you had things like that. Well we did a lot of, we, we did a lot of crazy stuff. One of the stuff, biggest bro. ones
3: we did a lot of, it was a lot of crazy stuff that we that we um that we engaged in. But uh it, I would not be giving that history justice if I were just to talk about the uh, the actions. Uh, um, I would have to talk about what was happening in the country and in the world. And black and brown was basically saying that we are here, we are humans, and we will fight. And, and that was expressed uh, politically by the Black Panther Party and the Young Lords. Uh, and the music inspired us. You know, you would walk into our offices, the Black Panther Party office in Harlem. They would be playing Motown, and you would walk into the Young Lords office in East Harlem, in Spanish Harlem, El Barrio, and you would hear salsa. You would hear uh, Eddie Palmeri, You know, Justicia. You know, so so there there was a a new spirituality of pride. And 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 uh when we saw that in the Black Panther Party, when we saw that in the civil rights movement, Puerto Ricans gravitated to it. Just like just like Latino Puerto Rican musicians gravitated to the black musicians right away. And and then there was a chain reaction, vice versa. Okay? And uh and uh, you know, there would not be uh there would not be latin jazz and there would not be salsa if it wasn't for the african-american contribution and that's important that's important you know because when when uh when we discuss that phenomenon and 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 put it in that in that light it uh it has a way of uh of shattering some of the anti-black sentiments amongst our people. That's right. I like to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh it, it when, when when you when you put the historical connection between black and brown, it 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 shatters it shatters the the anti black sentiments in the Latino community. Mm-hmm. Uh and there's plenty, you know? Uh um and and it uh, it, it, it sheds light, it sheds light on the fact that why is it that we all have drums, okay? Why is it that we all have drums? It's it's just as significant and important to know as to why does your mother and your grandmama have nappy hair,
0: mm-hmm.
3: okay? You speak Spanish and they speak English, <laughs> What's the difference? They were different. slave ships had you know many stops. Correct. They made various stops, and 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 that is that is why, that is why we would groove on Motown the same way we groove on Eddie Palmieri. You know, to 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 us in the hood, at the time it was the same music, you know, and 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 DJs. You know, it was a phenomenon that that uh, really changed the way the way music was played at, at, uh, during that time. You know, uh, because 15 minutes was uh, was R and B, was Motown, and 15 minutes was given to Stevie.
1: And a lot of energy. Lot yes. Of energy. And, yes. And, and you and y'all was young too, so y'all had a lot of energy and the music with that with your energy too. That was just awesome. That's right. That's right. You know, and, but, but
3: what's, what's more, even more uh, awesome is the fact that we started learning why we were moving like this. Where, where did we have this energy from? Where did we have this spirituality from? And, and uh, it, it, the most beautiful thing about it is that we were learning community, uh, uh, you know, as, as, an, as a black community, as a Puerto Rican community. Uh, as a black and brown community, we were learning that that uh we were we had more in common than what we the differences that we had you know, and the music what the music did it gave an acoustic expression of what those commonalities were and that 's why I have to agree uh with you beverly, that uh music is very, very important it is As a matter of fact music i would say that music is a weapon because mm. when uh when when tribal society uh when they went forward to uh pre- and prepared to fight the uh the invaders from europe they would mm. play music yeah. and, and 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 dance uh before they went into battle you know and and that alone tells you uh you know what is the the uh the role that culture plays in society?
1: that's true that is so true and i and I've heard that you know even back in the Roman days, I heard that they used the opera that was you know before they go to the battlefield. they used that and yes. i even and I look at today you know even the young uh people that's in gangs and things like that, they listen to that hard rap, you know, and it's, it, it pumps them up. It gets them, you, you can see it, you know, it gets them in the mood. It gets them re- ready for battle or whatever that they're into. So music is very important because, it, you know, it, it moves you. you. You know, some people say that all of us are notes. we we different notes, and so so that's how come you can listen to certain music And it just moves you Because it hit that same note That you are So we're, you know, spiritually And that's what music is It's very spiritual
2: Yes Very spiritual You should mention that spirituality Because as we know You know, there's an invisible uh, Powers That exist, you know, starting from an alpha wave Data wave delta wave gamma rays uh, electromagnetic waves, and they're they're out there they're invisible and I, 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 you know the frequency of people i believe or the uh, whatever frequency people are on uh be attracted to certain things they can hear them they can see them they can you know feel them. they're more more than more important than anything is to feel it, and so you know yeah. uh, uh, a musician, a master like a Santa Maria, you hear him, you're there live, you know, and you're not only, you're not, you know, we're hearing it, you know, but if you're there live, you got to see him performing it, you know, that was, you know, the the feeling that, um, that he put into it, and even a Patato Valdez, these guys were, I see they were old already, you know, they were, you know, I saw them through the years and, you know, and, in their later years, you know, uh, while they were still performing, and I got to tell you, you know, off the stage, they might have been just so, you know, cool like that. When they hit that, when, when they got, when they started playing, these people turned, I don't know, 19 years old. They were playing like, you know, like it was, you know, their energy was lifted, so to speak. So it's not only listening to them, but seeing how that energy was lifted is. Uh, feeling it from a live performance, you know, so if anyone in, in the audience, you know, ever ever hears about a, a, an event that that is, you know, that is about or a performance, a Latin jazz performance, maybe someone you've never heard it, of, but, you know, the genre, you know, salsa, you know, just to see it live, you know, uh, to, to know what it's about, I think is a definitely a, a different experience Carlito, what don't do don't uh, how do you feel about that uh
3: you know I, I i would have to say that 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 the human uh psychic yearns yearns for that uh for that energy for that type of energy you know we all have uh, five senses we we see we smell we 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 uh you know we touch you know, uh we taste and we hear. And all of the senses have to be stimulated in order to remind us that we're alive. Yeah,
1: true. <laughs>
3: okay? And and, and and music does that. Music is it's like a reminder that you are here. You exist. You know? And and uh and all of this is for enjoyment, you know. And uh life and to be enjoyed yeah okay and and that's what uh that's what our uh, music accentuates music accentuates uh uh the the need the human desire to to enjoy because what we listen to our we're stimulating one of our senses yeah okay uh and and it helps us stay healthy because when you stimulate your senses. You produce uh, the, uh, the, the right neurotransmitters in your brain, the, the, the fluids that keep you alive. They keep you strong. They keep you healthy. They, they counter disease, mm-hmm. you know. So, so music, uh, sounds, the, the, the stimulation of your sense of hearing, uh, uh, that contributes to, to your survival. That contributes to your happiness you know pretty sure that all of us remember the uh the one tune that reminded us of, of our first love yeah okay uh they reminded us uh you know uh, the our first ex- beautiful experiences um uh, you know it has to do with uh with the memory that is recorded in music it's not just the the tune that's getting recorded you're also recording memories mm-hmm. with music, and that's the beauty of it. You listen to a tune, and right away, it triggers a memory of what you were doing when that song came out. That's true. You know, so so uh, it is one of the most impactive of all the aesthetics, you know. Uh, you, you know, you can see beautiful things. You can smell beautiful odors you can taste beautiful food nothing like the the stimulation that that music provides yeah
1: i i think that is right there with sex
3: oh yes <laughs> I was trying not to, i was trying not to say the yes word by but, but uh uh since beverly brought it out uh, that's right that's where I, that's what it's all about
1: yeah those are two very yeah. powerful energies and 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 our call in number here is three two three six four two one five eight six if you would like to talk to Carlito and Eddie Rodriguez, you know, this is what, this is history, you know. This is better than getting someone else's interpretation out of a book. You have two live energy that's here that was there, and they can tell you, you know, what was going on here. So we are definitely listening to uh, live history that is here, uh, so th- I appreciate both of you uh,
2: for bringing Thanks. this history to us. Let um, Beverly, you're the <laughs> best. Uh, you know, thank you for allowing <laughs> us to uh, to reach your audience. Uh, you've been you know doing this years, and uh, it's a pu- as a public service. Uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. it's live, it's unscripted, and you have top. You know, you you allow people to talk. You know, have. Discussions about topics and, and playing music that ordinarily they're not going to hear on the radio. Mean, there's nothing happening uh, like this that that I can think of that could uh, uh, discuss you know well, well, a topic and uh, bring some uh, um, experience and knowledge. Some and vibrations things. too,
1: yeah.
2: We'll and the, the, and the good frequency. <laughs> but it's yeah. all about frequency. <laughs> yeah. Stimulate that sense of hearing again and listen to some more, Mongo. Santa Maria.
1: Okay. Let me see. Where am I at here? Oh, here I am.
2: You know, it's interesting because it brought in all the elements that Galito was mentioning about the African, you know, the African, uh, you know, the roots of, of, of Latin jazz and Latin music that we were hearing was a, a uh, and an homage to a, um, a Yoruba a Santeria, uh, uh, one of the Santos they call Batala, You know, that uh, they were singing and yeah. in in, uh, chanting in the Lucumi. Uh, language and Cali, I'm mm-hmm. sure you know my, myself. We saw, we've seen a lot of, uh, of these events, uh, you know, heard, you know, been around them, or, you know, and throughout our, our our life as Puerto Ricans in New York City. And <clears throat> what was interesting is that the, the way that they started with batad drums. You know, batad drums are not the drums that are standing up. They're they're two different, um, uh, they're you know th- three different uh, sizes. Of a drum that's played by both with both hands with the skin on each side of the of of the wooden uh, hollow wooden uh, uh, instrument, you know, it's like a conga drum kind of sideways, but except with two skins,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: that's traditional Cuban Afro-Cuban. That comes from Africa. That doesn't come from Puerto Rico. That is 100% Afro-Cuban, uh, 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 unique, uh, uh, you know, type of uh, uh, instrumentation of, uh, you know, certain ceremonies that I use. And, and you know, Mova Santa was playing a conga. And what happened during that <clears throat> that entire piece and the changes that were happening at the time and the chanting and whatever you know, it was building up and building up and building up until that moment when Mongo Mongo was like on fire, you know, and he was just playing mm-hmm. soul it, You know what I mean? It's like holy smokes, this guy! You know, the music took them there, and then you know we had the brass. The brass reminded me of, of the marching bands, you know, of, you know the the the, the, with the original music of some of you know Latin, you know, marching, all the Latin American countries with the colonized, you know, they had on the first music was marching bands, you know, and uh, uh, that mixture of the horns and just with the percussion, with the drums. Uh, to me, was, uh, Daddy, was I've something seen these musicians. that... Uh...
3: Mm-hmm. I've seen these musicians actually go into trance. Mm-hmm. They will go into an actual trance. Okay? And, and uh, for, for those who are not familiar with our culture uh would think that these guys were acting you know they're not acting when they go into a trance. The same thing happens to uh dancers the the you know the spirituality uh becomes uh you know the the acoustics they hypnotize you you become mesmerized and you go into another dimension that's uh, true in in your soul you know. And and you know that's that's why I I always say that that uh, music is a weapon because uh, you you give that to to uh, to warriors and they become the the fighting spirit becomes solid it becomes solidified you know and and uh, it's something to look at again what we hear today what we are listening today as as perfect as it may sound to us, it is the the end product of a process that took place for thousands of years. And that's important, you know, because uh, a, a lot of times we take for granted many things and we take for granted music too, okay? We buy it, we we, we dance to it, and, and then we go to sleep. But people don't appreciate that the Sound that that the perfection of that sound is something that that developed over a course of many generations and it was passed down all the way to us
1: that is so true. We do have our hand our hand raised before we uh shut down here is this, uh Eric. <laughs> Yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings, greetings, man. Greetings. I just want to add greetings, add the natural mystic that's already going on. Uh, yeah, greetings, uh, um, brother Carlito and Eddie and Beverly. Uh, y'all, y'all bringing this so so beautiful, man. I just don't want to mess up the vibe. I just want to add a few little things in that uh, that's that's so. Uh, How you
3: doing, brother? Spiritually-
4: oh man, man, man. <laughs> Um, hey, hey, uh, that listen, y'all, the cow, let's talk about the cow real quick because I've been working with cows the last couple of months. You have a cowbell, right? Okay, so you play the cowbell, uh, a person in the church and get into a frenzy get into the Holy Ghost, right? Now, yeah, what yeah. product, what, fr- and, and then when a cow uh, lands a turd, a big round turd on the ground, it looks like a universe. It looks like a, a Milky Way galaxy. Look like a uh, shape of a seashell. Look like a Fibonacci golden mean ratio. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so crazy. Mm. And then what 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 comes up out of that dung is that mushroom that'll put you into that Holy Ghost trance. Just think about it, man. Ah. The skin when we when we give each other handshakes, we sweat. Do y'all know the? Alphabet boys used to sit on the corner and be afraid of us getting together on the corner, slapping our hands together, making that loud drum sound. Huh? Give me some beer, mm-hmm. brother. Pow oh, boy, they hate that shit. They, they, That's what all them bright lights, Hey, break that up over there. <laughs> break that up, all that loud drumming over there. Oh, do y'all know today on island, Trinidad, Bahamas, all over, you cannot drum after 10 o'clock. You got to shut that shit down. Oh. They still yeah. feel that community. I tell you about Eileen yes. Israel. Oh, you're so mystic. Let me say this real quick, and I'm going to get off, y'all, because I know the time is short. Listen to this. The brother that's, that we featuring tonight, all right, Bob Marty said it's a natural mystic. Bob Marty's Earth Day is February the 6th, Monday. and We'll be broadcasting, celebrating mm. that, and celebrating these drums. Yesterday, Mongo Santa Maria passed into the next dimension. On February the first, and we in twenty twenty three. He passed in two thousand and three, and twenty twenty three equals seven. He was born April the seventh, and with oh, that, wow. you stay,
0: stay I mean, tied to your spiritual
4: power We in it. We all the way thank in, you, it. y'all. It's a natural mystic. Natural mystic.
2: Thank hey, man. Thank ah. you so much, Eric. Uh, that was that was incredible, man. That's uh, that was an incredible, uh, you know. Comment and uh, thank you so much for it. Thank you so much for introducing me to Beverly D. You know, we've done two Hispanic Heritage Month uh, specials, uh, uh, 21 and 22, and now, you know, we're going, uh, we're doing our first Black History Month special with um, black uh, legends, you know, South and Latin jazz, you know, uh, uh, artists that were, you know, not, didn't, did not become rich and famous like a lot of. Their white counterparts, you know, but uh, nevertheless, they were masters, master musicians, God-gifted musicians that were able to interpret uh, music and, and be able to share it, and 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 other people they could, other people could feel it, you know, and 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 love it. And so, um, you know, rest in peace, Molo Santa María. I don't know how many other specials are going on right now uh, honoring his le- legacy. But I'm glad, uh, Beverly that you've uh, allowed us to allow us allowed us to come to you know, to your on your show tonight. And Carlito, you know, you bring a, a depth of knowledge, you know, to everything, you know. Thank you, Carlito, for for being yeah, on thank uh, tonight. You. Hope my so, pleasure. Hope the, you know, I wanna invite you back and talk more, you know, you know on a on a on the just to uh stay you know somewhat on top of it, we've, got, we've covered a lot of ground but uh I was really interested in finding out you know maybe just real quick you know uh, as uh, not without having um i don't want to say rapid fire but, you know um but you know your thoughts you know about you know um the times of the young lords and the influence of, of malcolm malcolm x and in particular right now and uh and martin Luther King. And uh, also, uh, you know, those are two black uh, leaders that were very uh, prominent in New York with us uh, growing up. And uh, how how did they influence the Black Panthers?
3: Well, brother, you know, uh, when, when that last tune by Mungo was playing, there was a marching element to it. And. It, it it got me it got me thinking you know what was it that uh that uh we used to see when we saw the Black Panthers marching in military formation and they would chant as they were marching well that's what that tune by Mongo reminded me of and you gravitate you know so to to explain uh, uh you know what was the impact that the Black Panther Party had on the young lords. That is not something that you can express fully with words, uh, but rather uh, express it uh, by describing, you know, how, how uh, the phenomenon of the spirituality will grab you at a certain point and pull you uh, into that realm of uh, of conviction. Okay, you see that in the in the churches on Sunday, you know, uh, with the gospel, okay? Gospel is very powerful for that reason. It, it, it gravitates you, you know? Well, the, the, the tomb by Mongo reminded me of the Panthers marching and how they used to mesmerize anyone who saw them, you know, especially in oppressed people. Who, you know, we've been kept down for so long, that what the 1960s represent is time in history when we lifted up our heads with pride. And that's what the Black Panther Party's influence on the Young Lords was really about. They shedded that energy onto us. And so we wanted to create a, a, a Puerto Rican version of the Black Panther Party. And so we created the Young Lords.
1: Now, did any of uh, your leaders get assassinated? No. Uh, um,
3: our leaders did not get assassinated. Our leaders, for the most part, uh, sold out. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay? okay? Uh okay. But that's another conversation.
1: Yeah, we're, we'll talk about <laughs> that next time.
3: Yes, that's another okay. conversation, Okay. you know, which I'm not too shy to talk about. Uh, uh, but that's
2: essentially (laughs) fundamentally what happened. Well, Carlito, uh, I want to thank you for being with us. How can people reach you? I mean, social media, people want to reach out to you. I'm on uh, Facebook,
3: man. Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, Carlito Rovira. Uh, uh, They can also reach me through Messenger. Uh, And, uh, you know, they can uh, email me, and my email uh, address is Carlito Boricua, C-A-R-L-I-T-O-B-O-R-I-C-U-A, Carlito Boricua at yahoo.com. Well, wow, thank
2: Excellent. you, and, and thank you for being with us. Yeah, we hope that you'll join us again soon. Thank you for um, having
3: me. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. I'm thanking you. It was a pleasure. <laughs> and, and thank
1: you, you know, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Beverly. Okay. So how
2: did you enjoy this uh this evening? And I music?
1: loved it. I loved it. Oh, I could that music was
2: awesome.
1: That was good.
2: I could feel it. The music and, was
1: awesome. The all music about. was
2: awesome. The conversation yeah. was awesome and yeah. uh the you know the 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 vibes and the, the frequency was on. So thank you so much for for having us and we hope to come back next week uh Same time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Block Talk Radio, Truth to Power, with Beverly D. And we want to we want to focus on uh, some other Black artists and musicians that are legends in the Latin jazz and salsa music industry. So, um, Beverly.
1: Thank you, thank us, and thank uh, (laughs) I really appreciate the work that everyone has you and Carlito have done and continue to do. So I really appreciate it. And keep up the good work. And thanks for joining us, Carlito. We will do this again. I have more questions to ask. This is living history, so I appreciate you very much. You and Eddie Rodriguez. And uh well, thank air you, air better,
2: be- be- better love to you. As you better, love, I, better love. I don't know if you well, have thank a you both. There. I don't know if you have a tune there queued up, you know. To, yes, uh, I
1: do. Yes, I do.
2: a tonight. So okay. uh, with this, I'll Good say goodbye everyone. Uh, we'll 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 meet again soon. Okay.